How's it going, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Crawford Talks. Jake Kaplan here w- with Mike Meltzer. Mike, we have momentum. Finally, after things look just awful, Jake, what was it? Monday afternoon, Tuesday, the, the, the days are, the horrible days are rolling together, but we have rays of hope in this unending negotiation between the league and the union, finally. Finally, yes. As first reported on Wednesday afternoon by John Heyman, Rob Manfred and Tony Clark met face-to-face in Phoenix. It's, a one, it's, it's amazing what a face-to-face meeting can do mm-hmm. after two months. Um, you know, it's a, it's a big step up from the two sides' lawyers just kind of exchanging email barbs, which is what they have been, the two sides have been doing. So Manfred initiated the meeting. It lasted several hours. On Tuesday, they left with what Manfred described on Wednesday as a jointly developed framework that we, could, we agreed could form the basis of an agreement. Um, and they each brought it back to their respective sides. Uh, no deal yet, but yep. um, it's definite progress. And MLB did make a concession that they hadn't made previously. So I think I'm feeling a lot more confident that there's going to be a baseball season today as opposed to uh, our last podcast. I agree with you. Uh, I'm still mentally in the mindset, Jake, of until I see, you know, George Springer at bat or Verlander throwing out the first pitch, I'm not going to fully believe a season's happening until, you know, things actually get going here on theoretically July 19th, the start date. But I got to give you credit because I know there's no specific deadline yet, but you said on this podcast, Jake, probably three, four weeks ago, hey, there's got to be a deadline. And these two sides have been operating really without a deadline. And what's happened, I think, in the last 72 hours, we were all under the impression Monday, which is why we spent all of Monday's episode focusing on the release or not non-release of the Yankee letter in that court case up in Boston. Uh, we all thought, okay, well, the, the best alternative to a negotiated agreement here was going to be the owners imposing a season. And so I think all of us thought Sunday, Monday, while well, the union lays down the gauntlet, bam, sh- tell us where to show up and we're going to be there. Okay, we thought that was going to happen. Then all of a sudden, Manfred goes on ESPN with Mike Greenberg and says, I'm not confident there's going to be a season. And there is just an avalanche, a torrent of criticism, as there should have been. I'm actually kind of wondering, Jake, if Major League Baseball and or the owners were maybe a little bit uh, surprised at how much backlash they got. But what I would have said had we not had momentum towards a deal is, listen, I know Rob Manfred's the commissioner and he makes a lot of money, but based on that interview with ESPN, my thought process, Jake, was, listen, this is your legacy. If there is no season this year, not because of a pandemic, but because of a labor negotiation, that would be the first line in Manfred's obituary. That's what we're talking about in terms of legacy. He cannot afford to have that happen. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think I think that's 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 right, even though in the end he does work for the owners, right? And we kind of forget that sometimes in sports, that this this job only exists because the owners you know, hire a commissioner to to run things for them. So uh, he's the face, and he's the guy who takes all the the, pr- the praise and the blame. But it really he's working for the owners. It's the, it's the owners to blame if there is no season, uh, more so than just him. But yeah, I, it's it's kind of crazy how this week is gone. Um, you know, I mean, we think back to last week. Manfred went on TV before the draft and said, "The hundred percent, there's going to be games. There's going to be yep. a season." And then. 
I think that was really the stunning part of it, right, was the reversal in five days. Like, if he hadn't said that five days earlier, it might have... I mean, I think people are still pissed, but it's just the optics are different. Um, and yeah, I think I think the union called their bluff, right? And and they have this, you know, ability to file a grievance that they were kind of hanging over MLB, yes. and that's what I think. I think that plus the backlash from the ESPN interview kind of seems like it sparked this meeting. I agree with you. I mean, there have been some reports and rumors about are there six owners, are there eight owners who doesn't who don't want to play a season at all? And if the number is eight versus six, that would be kind of significant from Manfred's standpoint. So it seems like, and I wonder, Jake, if the background of this meeting between Tony Clark, the head of the union, and Rob Manfred is, you know, Manfred kind of trying to wrangle his owners and saying, like, listen, we got to put some kind of legitimate offer on the table and see if we can actually get a season here. Looking at it right now, I think that I think the toughest part about the last 48 hours, Jake, is I just kept thinking to myself, man, how does Major League Baseball get the union to waive its right to file that grievance? Mm -hmm. Like they obviously the fully prorated salaries are a critical component, but they also have to agree on the number of games. I was just thinking after the Manfred statements on ESPN the other day that like they really need to come to a negotiated agreement because without the players agreeing, if if the owners had to impose a season, if, if Manfred had to impose a season, then you wouldn't have the expanded playoffs. I think they need that both for money and legitimacy as well. The best thing for both sides is to get to an actual deal. And where I'm at right now is the number is 60. The union's proposal, excuse me, the, the Major League Baseball proposal is 60 games. I'm guessing the players might want high 60s, and we probably settle around 65 or 66. Yeah, I agree with you, and that seems to be the consensus on um, social media, on Twitter primarily, throughout the day on Wednesday. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, I don't think I realized this until the other day when the Manfred interview came out, but um, the only way that they're going to play a season is if they come to an actual agreement, right? Like they're, the, whole, the whole Manfred implementing the schedule thing was a threat that did not work and would be met with the litigation. So the agreement is necessary. Um, it's the only way it's going to happen. The players obviously last weekend said that they were done negotiating, but hey, here they are negotiating again. Um, so we'll see what what uh, game total they 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 get to right at, you know as we record it's at 60 but you know we assume the players want more um you know those are the two big trade trip trade trade i can speak in english trade chips <laughs> on either side right the total of games and Agreed. the and the right to file a grievance so they could trade more games and the union would waive that, presumably. Maybe. Before we get back to dissecting the latest developments in Major League Baseball, I wanted to take a few seconds here to tell you guys about dugout mugs. It's the barrel of a bat turned into a 12-ounce mug. They are licensed by MLB, so you can get it engraved with the logo of your favorite team. Father's Day is on Sunday, in case you didn't know. Here's your reminder. And if you're looking for a unique gift for your dad, there you go. Go to dugoutmugs.com slash theathletic and use promo code MLB30 for 30% off your first purchase. That's dugoutmugs.com slash theathletic and code MLB30. Fill that baseball void with your very own dugout mug today. 
And the other trade ship I thought of was, Jake, along the lines of the players waiving the grievance, which is the big deal, big deal for them, is the expanded playoffs. Uh, if Major League Baseball imposed a season of 48, 50, 52 games, whatever the number would be, they would have to stick with the same postseason we've had the, na- the last you know, eight to 10 years. Uh, they, I think for any legitimacy of this season, they would need the expanded uh, playoffs. And that's that's a trade ship that the players union has with this deal. And I, I think ultimately, and maybe this was always going to come down to it, Jake, but I feel like the shame of it is a lot of people have, I shouldn't say a lot, but some, I think, really informed voices that I've read in the last month have basically predicted this, that, hey, we're going to have a season here of anywhere between 60 and 70 games. Mm -hmm. And essentially what's happened here is like the owners have run the clock enough to where the players right now can't realistically ask for like 82 games. Right. So (laughs) now we're at eight uh, at 60 on the owner's side, the players max is probably, I don't know, 68 or 70. And all of a sudden just positional bargaining wise, like we're pretty close to a deal, but if the owners were going to be willing to pay for 64, 66 games, 68, why couldn't we have been truly negotiating like this for the last month and not had all this outrage and bad public relations and just the black eye, probably two black eyes for Major League Baseball? Why was any of this necessary if ultimately the owners are willing to pay for 60 to 66 games? It wasn't, <laughs> right? I mean, that's that's, yeah. that's the answer. I, I think people are going to remember this for a long time, right? Um, I agree. I think both, you know, the unions definitely going to remember it when they go to the table for the next CBA negotiations in, what, a year and a half-ish? So, yeah, I it's frustrating as a, um, you know, it's frustrating for their fans, for sure. It's frustrating for the players. It's frustrating for us covering the sport. Uh, we want to see baseball and with every other sport coming back and their plans in place sooner and baseball kind of still still in limbo. I mean, let's let's be honest. There is no deal yet as we speak. Yep. So, um, yeah, it, it's definitely been a pretty terrible look for the sport. And, then you know, I mean, you would hope that this wouldn't hold anything up. But on top of it, they still haven't agreed to the health and safety stuff either. Right. That is true. Uh, I mean, it sounds like it wouldn't be too much of an issue, although with these two parties, I feel like I can't even make that statement until they actually, you know, cross (laughs) the T's and dot the I's. I I do want to point out one thing that annoyed me after the whole uh, Manfred comment with Mike Greenberg on ESPN that he wasn't confident there was going to be a season. All of a sudden, there was a random leak nationally that, oh, you know, some major league players and coaches tested positive for COVID-19, sort of implying that like, oh, the season could actually be canceled because of the pandemic, which is a distinct possibility in and of itself. But I just found that to be completely out of nowhere. And while I take the virus very seriously and I have, you know, some doubts about how they're going to be able to play a season, especially up until through the playoffs, through October, I have some real questions about that. I don't think that leak had should have really had any any dis, any belonging in this conversation right now, because, yes, people will get covid-19. Obviously, hopefully they will recover from COVID-19. I just felt like that was a bizarre leak, I think, from the owner's side. And it annoyed me because I don't think that should have anything to do with the economics of this particular negotiation. Yeah, the timing of it was, I mean, pretty gross, right? Like, let's be... Yes. Like, as soon as it came... It came out, like, right after the the Manfred... Exactly. Um, 
Yeah, I yeah, I I think a lot of people noticed that too, and I saw a lot of the more um, the more prominent players who who speak out on Twitter talking about it as well. Yeah, I, it's um, that's the whole next part of it, right? And Andy McCullough from the Athletic wrote a great story on Wednesday um, about you know like all right, we're gonna at some point get the the when and the where, but they still have to figure out the how and how they're yep. gonna play this full season amid a pandemic. Um, you know, here in Texas, cases are rising by the day. Um, you know, Florida, other places as well. It's better in a lot of the places where it was worse earlier, but you know, it's it's still not gone. It's still it's still here. So, you know, they still I'm still skeptical that they'll be able to finish a season, but um yeah, I don't know. There's just so much to think about with so many different angles to this thing. What's your overall confidence level on a season at this point? One to a hundred percent. Um, hmm, you put me on the spot here. I, 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 since I pinned you, I will give you my answer as well. I'll say like 82.7% that I think there's going to okay. be a season. I like 82.7. I'm going to go with 85. If it, if this was a normal negotiation between two sides, I trusted, I would probably say like 95%. But with, with these two sides running around, you can never be fully confident. Yeah, it's uh, we don't want to, you know, we thought it was everyone thought baseball was dead like two days ago. Right. So it's yeah, right, we like to jump. We like to jump to conclusions and, and the next thing uh, a little too quickly sometimes. So, yeah, I'm confident there's going to be a season at this point. But um, let's 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 see officially a deal and a press release of that deal. I agree with you. And I think it's also important just to mention kind of a little bit of, of the background of the meeting that Manfred and Tony Clark had face to face in Phoenix. I, I think the part that's been a little unspoken, Jake, uh, unless people are like really diving in, is I get the sense that the players and people around baseball think that Tony Clark kind of got hammered as the head of the union in the latest CBA negotiation a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So they hired this Bruce Meyer guy who's known as. I don't even know what to say, but he's like a really aggressive labor lawyer on the MLBPA side. And he's been sending these angry missives and emails back to Manfred's number two, uh, Dan Hallam. So it's been like the number two guys basically like dogs at war. Now you get the guys who I think ultimately their legacies will be determined a large part on what happens in the next couple of days, Manfred especially, and Tony Clark, and it's on them really to get a deal done. I know sometimes people get nervous when like, okay, just two people get in a room and like cut a side deal, but I think in this case, given the acrimony of this negotiation, the animosity and the back and forths, I think this was really smart for them to actually meet up face-to-face and try to get a deal done because ultimately it's going to be about it's going to be about tony clark and really it's going to be ultimately on rob manfred yeah i would love to be a fly on the wall in wherever they met in phoenix that would have been fascinating Uh, i guess it was tuesday and wednesday or at least tuesday um but yeah i I was I, when the news broke on Wednesday afternoon that they were meeting. It was like a huge deal on Twitter immediately. Like yes, that, like this the significance of them meeting in person, um, you know, especially amid a pandemic. It was just like okay, this is something, you know, because like you said before, it was just you know these two lawyers trading barbs on email and and 
you know, everything was through the press and we knew pretty much everything going on, which is great from a, a reporter standpoint and for the consumers, but not the best negotiating tactic usually. Um, Agreed. So, yeah, it, I, th- I think it was a real step forward for sure. And, and it ultimately, I mean, it is on those two guys to get it done and to um, to to get it over the finish line. Um, but they do have people to answer to as well. I mean, it's it's a, a large group of players um, that Tony Clark is taking this back to. You know, it's more than a thousand, right? And in Rob Manfred's yep. case, it's the 30 owners. So um, sounds like the ball's back in the player's court. Um, so yes. we should learn more very soon. And I'm really convinced, Jake, that as long as they hammer out a deal between 60 and let's say 66 games, which I think is the realistic number given where we are in the calendar in the middle of June, I think baseball has the ability and the tendency throughout history, like it can sort of, you know, save itself from all of these labor wars. I know it took a steroid fueled home run chase in 1998, but I I do think even though, yeah, the season's going to be tainted a little bit, asterisk, whatever, but I do think it would be kind of cool and kind of difference for them to be able to hopefully knock on wood, pray all those things, get through a season amidst the pandemic, play 60, 66 games where every game matters. Almost every team is in the playoff chase, basically from maybe not start to finish, but certainly, you know, for at least a month of the season, basically everybody's got a shot. Uh, We're going to be hopefully watching Astros games where there's going to be, you know, double the meaning of every single game. I think that's going to be fascinating and enjoyable to watch, you know, as a consumer of this sport. So despite all of this, I do think when the season comes back, I'm really looking forward to it assuming these sides can actually reach a deal. Yeah, and assuming the virus doesn't derail it before it even really gets going. Um, yeah, I mean, it's what we have, right? I mean, like, there's no alternative. It's it's this or nothing. So, um, obviously, it's not a, you know, it's, it's not going to be viewed by a lot of people as a quote-unquote credible season because it's not the normal length or even close to it or even half of the normal length. Um you know, if the playoffs are expanded, it's different, um, you know, so there is, you know, going to be an asterisk, I would think, not maybe not physically, but, you know, in people's minds. Yes. Um, at the same time, maybe it's really fun. And um, we've maybe down the road, people kind of forget that it was a it was a weird season. Um, I don't really hear people. I mean, 1981 was a lot, lot more games than this is going to be. But you don't really hear people talk <laughs> about a, an asterisk on that Dodgers title. Uh, because it was a shortened season. Um, I wonder what the, the game total would be to, to what's the barrier there. Maybe it's the half, the 80, 81, 82, but to make it credible. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think like we have to measure it against what we have. And the alternative is to, to a 60 something game season is no season. So um, we'll definitely welcome the, the 60, whatever game season over nothing. Definitely agree with that. Much rather have an actual season. And obviously for selfish selfish purposes from the Crawford Talks standpoint, certainly, but obviously for all baseball fans as well. And 
Jake is at ultimately 82.7%. I'm at 85% confidence level on them actually having a season based on these recent developments. We're obviously going to be all over this, and hopefully things don't change too much in the negative way by next Monday, the next episode. Make sure you tune into every episode. Give us a rating and review. This has been the latest episode of The Crawford Talks, an Astros podcast brought to you by The Athletic. <laughs>